Welcome to another episode of Finance with Fernando. I am your host, Fernando John DeCunha, aka The Mortgage Maverick. Please follow me on Instagram at Mortgage Maverick, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E-M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K, or via Facebook at Fernando John DeCunha, last name spelled D-A-C-U-N-H-A. Today's episode is a coronavirus special. And what I mean by that is I will not be talking about specifically the coronavirus, but what type of effect it has on our housing market, on real estate, and on mortgages. Um, How does it affect your buying power and what my outlook is? Uh, Really interested in sharing this info with you. If you follow me on social media, you'll notice I post a few things about the prime rate um, in the past two months or so because it's really important as a consumer for you to know how the prime rate changes what you're doing with a mortgage, whether you own a home and you're refinancing or if you're buying a home. So that being said, let me just let you know The prime rate has little direct effect on most mortgage rates, okay? I can't stress that enough. The prime rate has little direct effect on mortgage rates. You heard me correct, okay? And it's factual when I say that. Only home equity loans and lines of credit are typically tied to the Wall Street Journal's published prime rate, okay? Uh, Very important for you to know this because... Every time when the prime rate decreases or increases, mainly when it decreases, people reach out to me and say, the Fed just just lowered the prime rate. What does this mean for my mortgage? Do I refinance now? Do I get a lower rate if I'm in process? How does this affect me? Um, and just be aware, if you have a home equity line, it will affect you. And if it goes down, it's affecting you positively because now you're getting a lower rate, which usually results in a lower payment, right? So that's a good thing. Um, But if you're applying for a home, if you own a home, if you're looking to refinance, okay, it, it doesn't matter. They usually will work hand in hand. And I'll get into that in a second. Um, You know, short term rate decreases and long term rate decreases, long term being first mortgage rates, short-term being home equity line rates usually go hand in hand. We're not in that type of market right now. So, however, the prime rate does exert some indirect influence on many mortgage rates, particularly, and this is the kicker, particularly adjustable rate mortgages. If you're listening to this and I've spoken to you in the past two weeks, you've most likely spoken with me about an ARM product, an adjustable rate mortgage. I have one in my house. They're very low. They're great options. Learn more about them. I can help you and explain what they are. And I think once you know how they work, they're a good, it's a good option for certain clients. So um, the reason for this podcast is this past Sunday, the Federal Reserve cut its benchmark interest rate to 0%. Okay, this happened around 3, 4 o'clock on, on Sunday uh, afternoon. I was home with my wife. And my phone almost caught on fire, right? It happens every once in a while um, where it almost blows up and just completely goes offline. I have to restart it a few times, you know, what have you. Um, She saw it happening. We saw the news because I got an update immediately from the news on my cell that they cut to to zero. And uh, I had clients who just closed recently uh, who are in process, people looking to refinance, family members, everyone reaching out. Hey, the rate's at zero. What does this mean? Now, uh, most consumers 
I, and I don't, I, I can't speak for them, but you know, some consumers actually reach out and they say, does this mean I pay nothing on my mortgage or on my home equity line? And no, that's, that's never going to be the case. Unfortunately, you're never going to pay zero. Okay. Um, as far as interest, if, if there's a stimulus package provided by the government, you'll know about that. And that's what you want to look for as far as offsetting mortgage payments, etc. Um, similar to what happened back in 2008, when Obama took office, he created something co- called the Home Affordable Refinance Program or the Home Affordable Modification Program, HARP and HAMP. Those types of stimulus programs, will you'll see some type of improvement as far as your payment or rate or deferred interest, something along those lines. The Wall Street Journal prime rate decreasing does not mean that you're getting a 0% interest rate. Um, most people, when they reached out to me, they led saying, I don't, I know I'm not going to get a 0% rate, but what does that mean for mortgages? And this is, this is what led me to kind of explain this. So, um, the, the fed announcing that it would cut interest rates a full percentage point Sunday night, in addition to a $700 billion quantitative easing program is big news, specifically the $700 billion quantitative easy, uh, easing program. What that is, is is basically bond buying, okay, uh, by the government. And they're willing to do an infusion of $700 billion, okay, to to complete this. That is what will stimulate market rates to decrease in the short term. Um, The Wall Street Journal rate does not do anything, okay? It's it's an indirect factor. Usually, they do work hand in hand, but but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will. Now, to give you some background, um, and I'm sure you've heard about the coronavirus, everything involved in it, and maybe you're sick and tired of it, um, but I just wanted to mention specifically, you know, where it stemmed. Uh, so it stemmed actually from Wuhan, China, um, and when it was when it was uh, first being evolved in China, it was something similar to SARS, okay, where there was... Um, you know, major panic and an unknown of when a vaccination will be available. As of this past Sunday, there were nearly 160,000 confirmed cases worldwide and around 6,000 deaths. Now, if you've been on social media, you most likely see memes and different posts of people saying it's not as bad as the flu, which is true. Um, the flu actually claimed more lives or claims more lives each year than what's happening with the coronavirus or COVID-19. The problem is is that we don't have a, we don't, we have no vaccination for COVID-19, right? And it affects a specific group of people and their mortality rate is very low once they get it. That's the major issue, right? So um, to go back to what I was saying about the Fed, when the Fed cut interest rate two weeks ago, mortgage experts actually noted the central bank was catching up to where markets had headed. Uh, And they, they claimed mortgages respond to market forces and not to the Fed. That's what's important here. A lot of my clients think when the Fed actually adjusts the prime the prime rate, mortgages will follow suit. It's actually the opposite. Mortgage lenders in the mortgage industry and mortgage-backed securities and bonds actually dictate where rates are going to go, not the Fed. The Fed is just along for the ride, okay? And that's a big deal um, because, you know, whenever it's national news that the Fed has changed the prime rate, consumers immediately have that light bulb go off in their head and they say, I got to see where mortgage rates are even whether they want to refinance or buy or they don't, okay? What's important to know, though, is mortgage rates have plummeted since the beginning of 2020 to the lowest average in 55 years as a result of market movements in response to the coronavirus. 
That's insane. 50 years, the lowest rates. And it's funny because I'll speak with someone, whether it's a family member or friend or whatever, and and I'll say, yeah, the rate is this. And they go, oh man, I thought the rate is so much lower. And I think two weeks ago when I quoted someone, um, the lowest I quoted on a 30-year fixed two weeks ago was about, I think it was 2.875, I want to say. I mean, 2.875 on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. That's insane. And you know what that person's response was to me? I thought it was lower. I thought it was going to go lower. And, and, and my response back to them was, how much lower can the market go? Keep in mind, when mortgage rates go down, and, and like to me, I'm not paid on, on housing rates, right? So when I do a mortgage for someone, I'm not compensated on their rate, uh, whether they pay points, the closing costs, that has nothing to do with my comp. Um, I'm strictly paid on the amount of volume I close per month. And that's important for, for people to know because a lot of people, specifically the company I work for, I can't talk about all mortgage people, but the way I am comped, and I've always been comped working for major lenders is based on the volume and units I close per month. Um, it's not as much money as a broker will make, you know, who is paid specifically on the product that they, they lend. Um, but then again, I'm unbiased, you know, in that sense. And I'm not saying brokers are biased. I don't want to go down this road, but I'm unbiased when it comes to rates. So for, for rates to go down, I'm okay with it. You know, it increases my volume. I make a lot more money. I'm okay with it. Um, the problem is, is that I'm not making money on my money that's, that's invested because housing rates are low. So lenders do not have an appetite to pay you uh, a higher CD rate or more in your money market or, you know, more in a mutual fund or an ETF. Uh, or stock if, if, you know, if the market's tanking and you could look at the Dow, which happens to be up today, um, you know, about 6% or so last time I checked, but you know, most people over the past two weeks since coronavirus stemmed lost about 30% of their assets if it's involved in the market or in a retirement account. That's insane. 30%. So when you hear a rate at 2.8 or 3% or three and a half or four and a half, you know, it's a good rate. And you want them to go up because when they go up, that means you're going to make more money on your money, okay? And it's going to help you live either in the short term with some returns on the money you have invested or in the long term in your retirement accounts. Um, but just be aware, in particular, mortgage rates in the U.S. roughly track the direction of the yield on the 10-year treasury notes, what I mentioned before. Um, the 10-year treasury had fallen to all-time lows in recent weeks as investors fled to the safety of bond markets amid the downturn in equity markets. So that's why you saw you know, this downward turn in 10-year uh, treasury notes. Continued, continued downward movement in the 10-year treasury would normally signal downward movement in mortgage rates, as I mentioned. Where they stand now, treasury yields suggest that mortgage rates still have some room to move lower. Uh, but the problem is, is that they're being offset by a volume control by lenders. And what I mean by that is, is how much can lenders actually take in as far as volume? And for the past week and a half, um, I've been very busy, mainly just communicating what's going on in the market. Um, but clients have put off on either refinancing and some who are buying, even locking a rate, because rates have increased dramatically. So they went from 50-year lows to rates that were around 
okay, you know, over the past year. They were almost at, I don't want to say highs, because the highest I've seen over the past two years is when it, it hit about 5%, which was in 2018. Uh, but we're talking like, you know, three mid threes, mid fours, depending on what you're looking to accomplish. If you're refinancing or buying, purchase rates are always lower. Um, so you're always going to, if you're buying real estate, it's considered new money to lenders. It's more attractive to investors. They want to lend at a lower rate. If you're buying a house, if you're refinancing, you're going to pay a slightly higher rate. A lot of my clients who are in the low fours right now, high threes have been reaching out to me the past week and a half saying, Hey, I'm at, you know, 3.75. I heard rates are at an all time low. Can I refinance? And I say, well, the rate right now is, you know, whatever, 4%. I, I'm just throwing out a number. And they go, really? The media, you know, the problem is, is that consumers catch up with the media usually a week or two after things happen. Um, so yeah, we hit a trough two weeks ago, uh, almost to the day where rates were insanely low, insanely. And the lenders and the industry, the mortgage industry are offsetting volume because they don't know what's going to happen to operations. So this is the big picture, right? Consumers look at rates and they say, well, the market's down. Lenders have to provide us lower rates. They don't have to provide you that because if they provide you lower rates and everyone, you know, refinances, uh, not even worried about buying because buying is time specific, right? You have to find a house to buy it. But if you own a house and it's time to refinance, think about all the homeowners in this country, in the U.S. I mean, you're talking about millions and millions and millions of people, right? If everyone wanted to refinance and let's say they went directly to the person they bank with, okay, which is one of the big banks that I work for, and they just asked to refinance, you have so many people looking to refinance, but yet that team of operations of processors and underwriters and managers and people in my position, lending advisors, we're not increasing the, the, the staff size. We're not. We can't, you know, because you have coronavirus happening right now. And people in my position and throughout the mortgage industry are typically licensed. So if you're licensed and you're moving from one company to, to another, no big deal. But when volume ticks up, no one's moving. No one's leaving their company because they want to make money, right? They want to process. They want to, they want to underwrite the loans. They're too busy to look at other companies to move. So you don't see small lenders losing employees for them to, you know, flee to a bigger lender. Everyone kind of stays put where they are. But if their volume doubles or triples or quadruples, you could completely incapacitate that company. And 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 now your closing times of three to you know six weeks, normal closing times gets expanded to four to six months. And now not only are the people refinancing get hurt, the lender gets hurt because they have to pay rate extension fees to keep the file active. There's a ton of compliance issues when it comes to timing. Uh, and then on top of that, the people who are buying get hurt. And I think that's something that will truly hurt our economy. So over the past week and a half speaking with clients and I say, listen, I'm sorry, the rate has gone up. They're offsetting volume. Some clients say, oh, that makes sense. You know, a lot of business partners will be like, oh, that, okay, well, you know, it makes sense. It's terrible for me because now, you know, me having the, that ability to refinance and put in, let's say, 20, 30, 40 deals a month dwindles down to whoever's just buying, right? Because the people buying have to take whatever the market's doing. They could time it a little bit, but they want that stability, right? Because they're getting into a new home and they need their they need their payment to be known. Um, but the people refinancing aren't under any obligation to move forward. But if it's something they want to pull that trigger, 
it could it could increase volume, you know, drastically and really incapacitate, like I said. So lenders saw this happening, and what they did was they've temporarily increased rates to offset volume until it becomes more clear what's happening with the coronavirus and where we're going to stand for operations. And I will let you know, uh, me working for one of the major lenders, we've had co constant communication multiple times during the day, every day, um, including weekends. And what I found is, is that they are forcing employees to work from home if they have the ability to do so. They are uh, disbanding operation centers and allowing underwriters to work remote as well. Um, so we don't have any influx and, uh, you know, downward turn in, in closing on time. And I think that's really important for consumers to know as to why rates are not following the market in that sense. I think they will come back, though. I think it's a matter of a week or maybe even a week and a half, two weeks, where this all kind of gets figured out a little bit. We're still in the preliminary stages. You know, I'm located in New York, and in New York, we have some quarantine zones and uh, we have governors and local officials basically saying, stay home. Don't leave your house if you if you could prevent it. And I have friends who have to go to work. They have to go in. That's how they make their money. That's how they pay their bills. Um, and I mean, even my wife, had, you know, has gone into the office and she's commission based just like myself. But she's gone in because, you know, she has to have client facing for her to do what she needs to do in her her financial role in that sense, you know, so. Um, I think once everything gets figured out, and even if we haven't hit its peak where the virus is most contagious, I think companies will put something in place where they could say, okay, now we could afford to open up the floodgates a little more and lower those rates. So just be aware of that. That's my projection. It may not happen in a week or two. I, I haven't heard that anywhere. I'm just coming up with it on my own. Okay. Uh, but that's what I think. So, um, if you read some articles that actually, you know, will actually dictate that, you know, last week rates actually increased slightly in part because some lenders have, have artificially raised their rates to stem the number of, uh, you know, the number of people and clients applying for home loans to give themselves time to work through the backlog of applications that have accum accumulated, you know, um, since rates fell. And I can tell you just, just me, you know, uh, originating loans, I tripled, almost quadrupled my originations just in the past two, three weeks, which is insane. You know, you're talking about what well over double digit applications. And, you know, at that point, you have to keep in mind, we look at all income documents, all credit documents, all asset documents, and you have an individual assigned that's a processor, an individual who's an underwriter, literally looking through all these documents takes tens of, you know, uh, dozens of hours, I should say, um, just to go through that information to get someone approved, you know, and then multiple hands in the pot between title and, you know, uh, attorneys and stuff like that. So that being said, I, you know, the purpose of this podcast is really to educate on the prime rate, what my outlook is for the housing market. Um, I think we are going to go into a strong housing market with rates as low as they are. The thing, the offsetting uh, factor of this is that people don't have enough um, I don't want to say enough, but they don't have the available assets they they did at the beginning of the year because of this market downturn. So I think the housing market will be great for mortgage rates, but I think I think going into quarter two and quarter three uh, of 2020, we may have a, a downward turn in volume strictly because people who are thinking about selling may wait because they don't have the available assets. I think the people who have a great amount of equity in their home still are willing to sell and buy because it's a wash as far as 
the equity in the property and housing uh, values are still at a high. They're still at a high point. Um, but you know, my first time home buyers, my clients who had a specific amount saved either in a mutual fund, a money market or what have you that has seen a downward turn, they're going to think twice, you know, even if rates are low. So just be aware you cannot perfectly time the market. The market's going to do whatever it's going to do. And and you have to almost uh, understand that. And it's like, I, the best analogy I could say is it's like gambling, right? Every roll of that dice, every card that's pulled, all of that, it's all based on chance. And it's the same thing with the market. You could time it day to day, but you have to do your homework. Um, I have clients right now who are looking to refinance to say, hey, can you keep me in mind when rates drop? Absolutely. I try and keep everyone in mind. But when you have over 100 people asking to refinance, it's hard to keep everyone in mind. So what I would say is do your homework, watch the market, turn on CNBC, you know, uh, after work or during work. If you're working from home, have it on. I, I usually have it on all day now, you know, which I typically whenever I try and work from home, I don't have anything on. I just literally work and that's it. Uh, but I want to see what's happening. So educate yourself. Be aware. Um, things will definitely get better. Um you know, try try to avoid the contact like you hear, you know, on the news and stuff like that. And uh, just take care of yourself and take care of others. You know, by you preventing that, that outbreak, it will help us get back on our feet. And just keep in mind, we do live and work in the best country in the world. Um, and our leaders, whether you love them or not, look to be taking the initiative to get, get us back on our feet. So um, I really appreciate, appreciate you listening to this uh, episode. Hopefully you found great value in it. Um, please subscribe, share, uh, you know, share the episode, share the podcast, reach out if you have any questions. If you love to hear me talk about another topic um, in the near future at some point, don't hesitate to, to contact me. And if you have follow-up questions, I'd love to hear them. Um, be safe, be well, take care of yourself and others. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.